This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
He is risen. He is risen indeed. Welcome to this Easter morning worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and I'm the bridge minister there. Thanks today for Debbie Tag and Jim Haugrud, our musicians. Thanks to Steve Helling for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You also will be hearing a brass ensemble uh, from uh, last Palm Sunday and I uh, hope you enjoy some of that music also. You can listen to this each weekly service at 8 a.m. on WPCA radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple, Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download every Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Michelle Eckert in memory of Martin Tanberg. We want to thank uh, Michelle and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us. Wherever we might be today, his presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together today. We are, or this day, is a celebration of Easter. As we participate in our worship service, you may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along. Or you might even want to get a glass and turn it on the side and cover it so it looks like an empty tomb to remind us of Easter and the empty tomb. We continue to our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me for the conf- as I read the confession of sin. We confess our sins before God and one another. Risen Lord, we come to this house on a day of unadulterated joy. We have also come burdened by our sin. Remind us that you gave your life so that sin could no longer rule our lives. Forgive us and make us new. These things we pray in your name. Amen. Our Lord Jesus forgives you all your sin and makes you clean. 
Walk into the world forgiven by the risen Lord. Amen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son to die on Calvary's tree. From sin to set me free, someday he's coming back. What glory that will be! Wonderful his love for me. I come to the garden alone while the I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we Thank you, Jim and Deb, for those lovely songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Risen Lord, we celebrate today that you are alive, not just for Mary and the disciples, 
but you are alive for us today. Live in us and shape us so that others may come to know you. Amen. I want to welcome and invite Steve Helling to come and read out the lessons and share the children's message with us. Our first reading is Psalm 118, verses 21 through 29. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine upon us. With boughs in his hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give you thanks. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Here ends the first reading. Our first reading is from the book of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen, lying there but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. Here ends the second reading. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're doing well. Have you been outside playing? What's happening? It's getting warmer. The grass is starting to get green. Trees have buds and plants are starting to grow. They all know spring is coming. April showers bring May flowers. 
we are celebrating one of the most important days in Christian life. What is it? That's right, it's Easter. Is it about the Easter Bunny and finding candy? No. What is it about? Our Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead after being crucified on the cross. He died for our sins, so we are forgiven. That is why you see the cross on all churches that believe in Jesus Christ. The cross reminds us that Jesus loved us so much, he died for us. And the best part is, he came back to life. Let's talk about something that can remind us about this. In winter, many plants die or lose all their leaves and can be buried in snow. Then every spring, the snow melts, it gets warmer, and the plants start growing again. That is a great reminder of what Jesus did for us. Here is another reminder. Do you have an Easter lily at your house? If not, look for them at church this Sunday. The lily represents Christ's resurrection and thusly new birth and new life. The delicate white blossoms can be viewed as pure, innocent, and untainted by the world. Jesus was pure and perfect. He gave us the example of how to live life as a Christian. He and God also know that we can't be perfect, and that is okay. We are loved no matter what. This is why Jesus died for our sins. I got something for you to think about. Do you guys remember the verse John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But there's more, the next verse. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Remember, God and Jesus love you very much, and they want the best for you. One more thing to think about. Are we supposed to keep what we know about Jesus and what he did for us a secret? No, there will be times in our life when opportunities arise to share with others. Don't worry, you will know in your heart when it is time to share. The world can be a crazy place. People are looking for good in it. We have something that is wonderful to share. Let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for loving us no matter what. At Easter we remember that Jesus died for our sins so they can be forgiven. Help me to grow in my faith as I grow older and be able to share with others when the time is right. In your names we pray. Amen. Have a great week. Oh
They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And she didn't. Mary Magdalene had no idea. Neither did the others who came to the tomb. There was no blueprint for resurrection, no precedent for rising again. So, of course, they assumed Jesus' body had been taken away. John's Gospel says the disciples believed, but did not understand that their Lord must rise from the dead. What did they really believe? Mary, outside the tomb, did not pretend to comprehend. She just wept. And who of those did Jesus appear to first? Not the ones who went back to their homes. Not the ones who thought they got it. Jesus appeared to the weeping, grieving woman. Jesus appeared to Mary. And even then, Mary kept crying. Thinking Jesus was the gardener, she said, They have taken away my Lord. Tell me where you have laid him. And he said, Mary. Just Mary? And suddenly, Mary saw Jesus standing beside her, no gardener, her Lord. Rabboni, teacher, she cried out. Don't hold on to me, said Jesus. No one had ever done this before. No one had risen from the dead. I am going to my father, your father, my God, your God, said Jesus. Go and tell others, he said. And Mary went to the house where the other disciples were staying, and she told them. A woman telling the men, unusual, no blueprint for this. But now we know it can happen. It did happen. Where in our lives do we look for the Lord and find an empty tomb? When do we say we believe and still feel sad and lonely? And why does Jesus not come to us? Maybe Jesus comes to the ones who despairs. Maybe Jesus comes to the one in anguish. The one who weeps, not the one who goes home? Let us be Mary's, standing by the tomb, begging a stranger for help. And let our eyes be open to the stranger, who is no stranger, but the God who has been there and here all along. Then, then we, we can, can say, say we, we have seen the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, it's Easter, finally. Sometimes Lent seems like it goes on so long. Uh, a couple of things that I appreciate about Steve's little talk about seed and uh, lilies. I've always said at my funeral, which is getting closer and closer, I'm sure, uh, I want one flower or one type of flower and just the Easter lily. And then I just want uh, a shock of wheat uh, to be there. And uh, just to let them know that the resurrection is what we stand on as people of faith. We talk a lot about Jesus dying on the cross, and well, we should. It is a great sacrifice, the suffering was great, and everything that it accomplished was good. But if Sunday hadn't happened, if Easter hadn't happened, we would be, of all people, lost. Think of the disciples, the scriptures, and Jesus had talked to them saying, I have to do this. I will be delivered into the hands. I will be uh, crucified. He told them, but again, they were so excited and had so many preconceived ideas as who God was and who Jesus was 
that somehow in the midst of that they couldn't catch it. And so Good Friday happens and he's hanging on the cross. They have abandoned him and the door slams shut. Where's our hope? Our Messiah is dead. They scattered even more and hid and wondered what next. People who had come into the city with Jesus, excited about what was going to happen, now are in despair. Now hopes have been dashed. And is it any wonder that as they came to the tomb, Mary wept, not knowing why Jesus wasn't in that tomb? Peter and John, who ran to look and see, yeah, I believe, but they didn't do anything. Well, they kind of held back. They're not, not totally sure what to say, what to believe. Because so much had been wiped out of what they had thought was to be. And now something was happening and they couldn't understand it. Maybe you and I, these days, get caught with the thinking of people who say, you know, when you die, that's it. A young bomber pilot in World War II, just before taking off on a critical mission, is reported to have lit a match in the presence of his chaplain. And having, after having blown it out, asked the chaplain, now tell me, man to man, is this all that happens to us when we die? It is essentially the same question asked by Warwick Deeping in his novel Smith. Was man blown out like a candle and had he to fear every gust from the unknown? There might be no tomorrow, nothing but today, and if today failed you, was that the end? Peggy Lee put the same question in a plaintive song a few years ago. Is this all there is? The question is as old as Job and those before him. If a man die, shall he live again? Well, today, we, the people of faith, are saying, yes, there is more to life. It's not a no. And it's more than just remembering or maybe having a good feelings about it. The Greeks, for a long time, when they would uh, put dirt over a body that was being buried, they would put a cross and they would say, may your memory be eternal. But is that all there is, a memory? Do we resign our fact that there's nothing more than memories that will keep some thoughts of us alive? I'm afraid that's what a lot of people believe. Or they kind of resign themselves to. But Jesus and the angels, on that Easter morning, why seek you the living among the dead? Isn't that good news for us to all of a sudden realize something has changed dramatically? Where life has been a no for so many in terms of faith and life, whether other religions or way people look at materialism and their hopelessness. 
we hear in Paul speaking in Corinthians where he says, he is the divine yes, has at last sounded in him, for in him is the yes that affirms all the promises of God. From 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. The divine yes has sounded in him, for in him is the yes that affirms all the promises of God that will be, uh, this verse says it is a divine yes, and it has been at last sounded. Because before Jesus, life was a no. The ancients did not know how to say yes. One of the greatest no's was Buddha. He pondered deep and long on the problem of suffering. He came to the conclusion that existence and suffering were one. The only way to get out of suffering was to get out of existence. The only way to get out of existence was to get out of desire. Then we go out into that actionless, passionless state of nirvana, the state literally of a snuffed out candle. Once I asked, this is E. Stanley Jones speaking, once I asked a Buddhist monk in Ceylon, is there any existence in nirvana? He said, how can there be? There is no suffering, hence there is no existence. Nirvana is a giving a vast no to life. This note of tragic negativism also runs through many of the Japanese drama. The atmosphere of Japan and Eastern religions is no, no, no. The other one that comes to mind is the Vedantic Hindu who wants to go beyond the personal to the impersonal Brahma. But the Brahma is impersonal, it is not a him, it is an it. The Vedantic philosophy says concerning Brahma that the highest one can say is, Nete, nete, not that, not that. We need to understand that there's a Jesus and a God who didn't talk about not that or a no to life, but took on flesh and blood and dwelt among us, lived a life, died, and on Easter he rose again. We even look today at our uh, present day. There is cynicism all over. People are soured on life. They are cynical and negative. Some would say this age has three sneers for everything and three cheers for nothing. It has a code, I don't believe in this and I don't believe in that. I don't believe in the other. They are trying to live by a no and it is turning out badly and sadly. For you can't live by a no. You have to live by a yes. Bertrand Russell said, that life is a bottle of very nasty wine that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. A great actor was dying and said, let the down, the curtain, the farce is over. There is no reality in life, it is a farce. Satry, the French existentialist said, hell is other people. How can you have a society if you believe other people are hell? We can't come to that negative conclusion a very able man who was a chemist and the head of the chemistry department of a great university said to E. Stanley Jones that man is nothing but combustion and chemical combustion. He flares up for a few years and then dies down to an ash. E. Stanley Jones asked Dr. George Carver, the great black African-American saint and scientist, you are a chemist, what would you say in reply to this man that we are nothing but chemical combustion? He said, the poor man, 
the poor man. That's all he would say. It was a very adequate reply because if you have a small view of life, a poor philosophy, you're going to be a poor man. If you believe that the end of life is only an ash, then probably you're going to live life as an ash, a nothing. Now Jesus is a yes. If he's a no, we cannot take him because we can't live by negativism. We have to live by affirmation for we are affirmative beings. We can't live by no and cynicism. After the ages of no, 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 comes this statement from Paul. Jesus Christ at long last has given us the divine yes, an affirmation. And that affirmation comes on Easter where we talk about resurrection, a life that affirms that God is a God of life, not of no, not of negativism, not of hopelessness, but one who brings hope and life. I want to close with one story that I heard many, many years ago, and it has always brought so much joy to me. And you've heard it, I'm sure. It, uh, it's one that uh, many people have heard but I never get tired of it, and I hope you don't either. It was obvious that eight-year-old Stephen's illness, and he had mental retardation, was becoming, and that was becoming more severe. And so his Sunday school teacher did her best to include Stephen in the classroom activities and to avoid situations which might prompt his classmates to make fun of him. In April, she gave each of the eight children in the class an empty legs pantyhose container or plastic egg and instructed them to place inside the container an object that represented a new life in spring. Fearing that Stephen might not have caught on and not wanting to embarrass him, the teacher had the children place all the containers on the desk so that she could open them. The first had a tiny flower in it. What a lovely sign of new life, said the teacher. One of the students couldn't help but erupt, I brought that one. Next came a rock, and the teacher assumed this must be Stephen, since rocks don't symbolize new life. But Billy shouted at his rock had moss on it, and moss represented new life. Oh, very good, agreed the teacher. A butterfly from the third container, and another child bragged that her choice was the best of all. Then the fourth container was empty. This must be Stevens, thought the teacher, and quickly reached for a different one. Teacher, please don't skip mine, interrupted Stephen. But it's empty, Stephen, said the teacher gently. That's right, said Stephen. The tomb was empty, and that represents new life for everyone. Later that summer, Stephen's condition worsened, and he died. And at his funeral, on his casket, mourners found eight legs, plastic eggs, pantyhose containers, one from each of his classmates, and all of them empty. The tomb is empty. Stephen got it. May we shout it. May we sing it. 
And most of all, may we live it. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Let us together confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins and the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to love, heal and forgive, he lived and died to buy my pardon, an empty grave is there to prove my Savior because he lives 
I can face tomorrow because He lives. All fear is gone because I know He holds the future and life is worth the living just because He church, the world, and all those in need. The disciples couldn't run fast enough to spread the good news of Easter, so too light the fire under us to carry out your work in the world. 
Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Flowers, fields, and skies are alive with the joy of new life and renewal, a reflection of your resurrection from the dead. Join our praise with all creation and make of us one chorus of earthly joy. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. On this day filled with eggs, chocolates, family meals, and gatherings, may we linger long enough at your empty tomb to renew our joy at your rising, a miracle which has changed everything and stands at the center of our Christian lives. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. In your resurrection we are made new, brought to life from everything that would dampen our joy and depress our spirits. Revive us and heal those places where we still long for wholeness, and send your loving spirit especially to Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Becky Anderson, Arlene Johnson, Craig Olson, Jeanette Helling, Jean Hoisington, Geneva Phelps, Rachel and Derek Helling, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Troff, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, and the family of Mike Jensen. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. It is for this day that all your saints gather in eternal praise around your throne. Keep us ever mindful that in you we have our lives, and because of you, death has no power. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Christ is risen indeed. Hear all our prayers and gather them into one great joyful offering of praise to the glory of our resurrected Savior. Amen. Lord, listen to your children just wanted to mention again a uh, thanks to Jim and Debbie and Isaac and all those who helped make this happen. And I didn't give the names of the brass quartet that you've been hearing, uh, Brad and Alita Anderson, Eric Ellickson, and Maddie Anderson, and thank them for their addition to our worship. It was great. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the Synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors in need. Join me with an offering prayer. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts of ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us 
and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I chant Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown In the old rugged cross Stained with blood so divine A wondrous beauty I see For twas on that old cross Jesus suffered and died To pardon and sanctify me So I cherish the old rugged Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown To the old rugged cross I will ever be true it shame and reproach gladly bear. Then you call me someday to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. So I cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. As we close this service, I, I hope and pray that you'll feel the amazement of the disciples as they went to the tomb. They didn't yet believe totally something was happening and it was catching their heart and their life and may it catch yours as well. In the course of the next 50 days 
We will be now going into leading up to the Ascension and Pentecost, where we then see the disciples very firmly say, the scriptures say, Jesus rose from the dead, and they were willing to die for it, and many of them did. But the neat thing is, in their confession of faith, it is now our day, 2,000 years later, proclaiming the same message, he is risen, he is risen indeed. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you, may the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you a favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord, and thanks be to God. Were you there when he rose up from the to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amor, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of you. All you may need.